Welcome to Piercing the Veil on BBSRadio.com, a show for truth seekers and rebels. Join us every week as we obliterate willful ignorance, corruption, globalist agendas, and more. Tune in every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Pacific, and listen carefully as we provide crucial solutions, information awareness, and unique life hacks to improve our planet. Here's the veil, and the truth will reveal itself. All right. Greetings, world. Welcome back to another live episode of Piercing the Veil. Today is Sunday, October. Excuse me. I time traveled back a month there. It's Sunday, November 12th. Yesterday was 11-11. I had the blessing of waking up at 11-11 on 11-11, which has not happened to me in my entire life that I can remember. So that's something big for me personally to take a look at as far as milestones are concerned. Um, And then if you've been paying attention to pretty much every single person uh, that is no longer, you know, no longer screaming. The sky is falling. Uh, the sky has fallen. Everything's crashing right now. And now what we need to do is pick up the pieces, make our own way, and sort of gather into tight knit communities that can support each other with basic resources. Uh, excuse me, resources and services. Um, myself, Corey, I don't think I really fully contemplated what I would do when we finally came to the fruition of what we've been doing, uh, which is planting seeds of truth over and over and over, no matter how radical, no matter how speculative, no matter how out there it may seem, you know, stuff about manifestation and secret space programs and human trafficking and satanic agendas and all these different things that we've been talking about, um, you'll find that that is being talked about more and more. And some people are just, I don't like to to use the word killing it, but some people are just creating it right now. You know what I mean? Like uh, one of our guests that we have on today, Joseph Sinner, He's a big, 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 big truth researcher, independent uh, journalist, radio host himself, or uh, I, I should say a podcast host, or we'll let Joseph come on and describe himself with that. But he's basically telling the truth, spreading things that other people might be worried about spreading because of their reputation. And that's what we don't care about a reputation. We don't give a damn about a reputation. All we care about is truth. So it's, it's good to have somebody like that who's on board with us, and also I think he's good friends and co-hosts with Jordan Sather, Sather, I forget how you pronounce that, who's also just really blowing up on YouTube right now. Kudos to that guy for making it so far and so fast and so rising so fast. Uh, even though he's been demonetized and things like that, his channel is still up. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the origins of our show, but uh, basically I started trying to do this on YouTube about two years ago. I said I finally make the decision to go on there and start telling the truth. I got shut down within a week. There was no, you violated our services or guidelines. It was like, boom, your fucking channel's gone. What are you going to do about it? Um, So it's surprising to me on one hand. On the other hand, it's not so surprising because YouTube is a defendant in a number of lawsuits back to back to back for uh, unlawful censorship, violating their own terms of service, so on and so forth. Uh, They've really got... got, Their algorithms algorithms are, are out of control. They've got to, they've got to play careful though, which is why he's still up, which is why uh, you know other truth tellers are still up on YouTube, and they're being right. harassed, they're being fucked with, but they're still up there. So kudos to those guys. We'll continue <laughs> plugging away here on the radio and spread these podcasts around the globe and see 
what information we can share as far and wide as possible. So without any further ado on that, let's go ahead and jump over to you, Corey, if you want to give us any updates on how you're doing, uh, what you're doing, uh, any projects or anything like that, maybe some current events that you might have heard about, and then we'll just jump in and bring our guest on because between the three of us, there's not going to be much that we don't know or haven't heard of or aren't discussing already. So uh, just anything new yeah. before we begin. Um, I've got my own, my own stuff going on and ventures and so forth. When I have a little bit more to offer about that, I'll, I'll do so in a public forum. Um, otherwise, man, the big thing for me is the whole Saudi Arabia stuff. Man. Uh, Jump right into business. I like it. That's very, it's very interesting to me, man. And it ties into so many different things. Um, I'm seeing, I'm seeing the Trump uh, slash White Hat moves big time. At least I'm hoping that's what's going on. Um, yeah. And there's, again, I don't, I don't consume a lot of uh, legacy media, as Six X and Hammer Six 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 calls it. Uh, you know, mainstream media. Uh, I just, I just see, I just see cover, man. I just see pablum. I just see, um, you know, they're they're screaming, man. They're scurrying. <laughs> I see rats. I see yeah. rats everywhere. <laughs> they're scurrying. Cool. And this whole and this whole Saudi Arabia thing is huge, not only in terms of like geopolitics, in terms of what's going on in the Middle East and Israel included as well as the, uh, the sort of worldwide corruption in high places, and in particular, how that ties into what's been going on here in the States. That Saudi-U.S. connection between the deep state, as it were, is, you know, it's long and deep, man. <clears throat> From back well, message the, loud and clear, Corey. I asked you. <laughs> I just... I asked you a little bit about your personal life and what was going on with you, just to give the listeners a little bit of background on where you're at today, because all the, all they hear me doing is just running my mouth every episode, and I just want to <laughs> hold it out. But well, I'll I tell like, you what. I'll tell you what. I'm making some gates for a horse stall for a friend of mine, right? I do stuff with my hands. I'm an artist. I'm a builder. I make carpentry. I make stuff. So I'm making a pair of wooden gates. That's coming along pretty good. And... Um, I'm organizing an event for the month of February down here, which is basically going to be in sort of like a, an art and industry type concept event, you know, art and design. And so I've been, I've had this idea for a while. I got a couple of venues in mind. I've reached out to a couple of those folks to do it. And that's going to be myself and my work and some close friends of mine, very talented people. That list hasn't been sussed out entirely, but um, I'm looking to do uh, uh, looking to do this thing. Have an opening event, maybe have a closing event at the end of the month. Maybe some some type of workshops uh, over the weekends throughout the month of February. I chose February because there's an arts festival here in the town that I live, and there's also the uh, Tucson Gem Show 
Oh, current, man, you're going to be pulling a lot of traffic off of that. I went to that back in 2016, right. and we were serving right, and catering is, to the vendors. That's right. Uh, so we would go that. around, and all the diamond vendors and jewelry vendors, we would be serving uh, lunch to them and shit. So I got to see all the venues across Tucson. So it sounds it's like you big, got a big art a project big, going there. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. It's a big well, the reason event, the gem show. So, yeah, Sorry, I wanna, we had a little lag. Uh, Please continue. Yeah, so I want to take advantage of the, you know, the bodies, the out-of-towners, the activity. And uh, I'll be, once I get the venue locked down a little bit more, then I'll start, you know, I'll really start marketing and contacting people who I know back in the city, back in New York, other people around and, you know, up in Tucson, Phoenix, you know, and to just kind of, just kind of see how much energy we can put on this thing and um, what kind of what kind of response we can get. And it's a, you know, I like to do these things like three months out, so I'm a little I'm a little I'm a couple weeks behind right now. <laughs> but I've got a lot of it thought out and mapped out already. I just haven't really pulled the plug on certain things. So that's my, that's my that's my private side stuff. How about that? Well, thanks thanks for sharing. I know a lot of listeners might be wondering, well, Jordan, what the hell? How is that relevant to your show and blah, blah, blah? Well, because you're a close friend of mine, you're awake, you've been doing this show with me, and I have noticed a pattern within the past three weeks, and I don't think some of these guys have even noticed of themselves that there's more energy, there's more creative energy available, there's more motivation available, there's like this mm. negative stronghold that's been almost all the way released in this past mm. months to a couple weeks. And I just wanted to maybe highlight the fact that maybe you've got some more. You're an artist already. People should know that if you look at the show page. You, you've got some sort of extra motiv motivation, it sounds like, to finally get one of these things or realize one of your projects. The same thing is happening with me. I see it in other people as well. So I wanted to bring that up. That's part of our show today. Where do we go moving forward? How do we handle the energies that are becoming available to us? And so we, since we've been chatting for a little bit, you know, we've sort of wrapped that up. I want to bring on Joseph and let him go for a bit and tell us, you know, what are his version of current events? What does he know uh, that is happening right now? And as far as like how we can evolve our conscious communities from these little scattered groups of, oh, I just want to go drum and smoke weed every weekend at a group and hang out with cool people that don't judge me to an actual positive manifestation force of action and, and you know, mm. success and generation of wealth. Not only spiritual, but but physical. So, uh, without any further ado, there, let's go ahead and bring on Joseph Zinner. Joseph, welcome to the show, brother. Go ahead and uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Just a quick, brief uh, bio, if you want, and then just shoot on into anything you want. It's a free for all topic today, and we'll just sort of play off each other. Welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Uh, I really appreciate being on. And uh, and <clears throat> just a brief uh, background for me, I'm a, a chemical engineer. I gave that up as a career about seven or eight years ago, but I still use my molecular mind a lot when studying nutrition. And uh, I do a lot of toxic cleanse coaching nowadays. Um, I'm an energy worker as well and uh, work at an organic spot. But, but it was interesting when you were talking about, uh, you know, all the things coming out and, and the truths coming out. I, I think it's been important for us to be truth tellers because, um, the truth needed to come out, but in a way, um, it kind of set us into a victim mentality of these people are doing this to us and we don't have, and, and a lot of us have always been focused on the solutions. I know you guys are focused on the solutions, so there's like a balance you have to have, right? But I think now the opportunity is to look at all this that's coming out with Q on 4chan and 
all the different information that's coming out and say, okay, what's going to be new and different when there is no deep state in my way anymore? So let's start Thank walking you. into that reality now. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude, you're totally hitting the mark there. Thank you, Joseph. That's exactly what we're trying to do because I always want to be ahead of the game. I always want to be prepared and not have to scramble at the end of the day, especially when it comes to important shit like raising global consciousness and awareness. Okay, we did that. Great. Okay, we got rid of the Illuminati through the uh, Allied Forces Resistance Movement, through our mass intent and will and conscious breakthrough, whatever. You can say all that. That's fine. But just like you said, now what? <laughs> Now what? You know what I mean? And I think that's where where the work begins. Yeah, there's going to be organic flow, but I also see there's going to be a little bit of this mass panic of of people who are sort of regretting the choice that they made to remain willfully ignorant, and now they're they've got this hunger, this desire to catch up. It's sort of the same thing with cryptocurrency or trading markets. The FOMO, Mm. fear of missing out as a currency or a stock is going up, 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 up. Well, these people have been so ignorant for, willfully for so long, there's this huge FOMO rush when they finally find out the truth. Like, oh, my God, where do I go? What do I do? Who do I listen to? Where do I find it? Blah, 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 blah. And I think that by us establishing some, I wouldn't say meetup groups, but establishing some large integrated communities so people can sort of naturally flow to the sustainable eco-villages and examples and uh, agro hoods, which are like neighborhoods, except the whole community is planned out around a, a center farm that feeds everybody in that neighborhood. You know, all of these things we can people will naturally start gravitating towards these models. It's just how do we connect and interconnect these web of models in such a way that's consistent and promotes uh, the exchange of and free flow of ideas without getting caught up in my ideas better than yours and I'm I'm the new mini dictator in the new age because I've got I'm holding and hoarding all this information and shit like that. You know what I mean? Uh, what what do you think yeah. about that, Joseph? And then we'll get Corey's take on it. Well, I think um, I mean for one, it's it's important for us to share the information we have about horticulture and all this stuff, but it's not our responsibility, right? So I think. Ultimately, the best way we can show people the way is to have a freaking class doing it. You know, like if we do it and set it up where it's not a struggle and it's not, you know, I've had a community living project. It was quite a struggle. Um, But do it the right way with the right, you know, systems in place so that it's absolutely fun. And then all our job is to document it with a little video, let the video go viral because people want to know how these things work and especially a successful one. Um, but I think the focus should be on putting the oxygen mask on ourselves and coming up with a community for us that's just fun to live in, you know, like uh, that we would choose this over our old reality any day of the week. And then other people are going to want to choose that. And they're going to be coming to us saying, how did y'all do that? Instead of us banging on their door going, wake the f up, you know, like you guys got to get this stuff. If we just make it fun, let them come to us. The energy is way different than if we're trying to force it down their throat. Yeah. Correct, and that's it's exactly yes, it's exactly right, and that's what I meant by the natural flow. It's gonna when the restraint, when the mental and emotional and social grip or entrainment on society's mind or mass mind or collective conscious, if you will, when that is released they will start naturally flowing back towards these things, and you won't even have to market this shit. It will just start becoming popular. And then your marketing really has to be geared towards how do we show that we've got the best idea or we can provide the most value without having to, like, go run around and knock on doors. We just put something out in Mm -hmm. a certain way and say, hey, look, we've just tokenized ownership of our products or services, or we've just tokenized this entire eco-village 
and its community and how it runs, or we've just this or that. And creating a blockchain nation is the way that I really see it going, for me at least. So uh, let's let's jump over to Corey and see what he says real quick. And then, Joseph, you can just bring up anything you want, man. Just take it anywhere after that. Uh, you've okay. got some really good points. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have too much to add to that except, uh, yeah, the leading by example. And, yeah, I acknowledge the the uh, the callers, right? We're callers. We're, 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 we're calling. We've been calling people to arms while we're uh, attempting to work out our own alternative for, uh, for the future. And so as people become more and more aware and hit to the message that we've been calling out, which seems to be happening in, 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 in exponential fashion, yeah, now we naturally get to shift to uh, to living uh, what we've been creating and what we've been calling people to attention. Um, so yeah, it, we we get to shift in doing it. And yeah, there's going to be you know the next level is as the information gets out there more and more, there's really going to be more and more people who are receptive to these ideas. And, and as Joseph said, like, yeah, where do we go for this stuff? You know, how do we participate? You know, where can we go to, you know, once, once the certain realizations have been made, okay, well now where do I go to tangibly live it or to uh, contribute to it? So I guess for folks like us, uh, that seems to be the next step for, uh, if, for leadership, if you will, or, or guidance or what have you, is to be is to uh, get ourselves at the forefront of actually doing it and living it and uh, teaching by example. So I'm, I'm right on with you guys in that regard. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, that's uh, just actually making the personal decisions ourselves. That's something I've been doing. I mean, I've, I've been struggling. I don't know if you know this, Joseph, but you might because I'm helping you with a little bit. I've been struggling in the trenches against judicial corruption for at least a decade now. I've seen some of the worst, like seriously, I have seen some of the worst shit. And I'm not saying, oh, I'm, I'm as badass as an attorney and I'm learning in the law and blah, blah, blah. You know, I didn't go to law school. I didn't learn all their little tricks, their rules and such and such. But what I didn't learn in school, I learned from actually being in court, responding to their pleadings watching them communicate secretly with the judge through little secret handshakes and, or uh, excuse me, hand taps and rings and Masonic rings and shit like that. Uh, I've seen every little dirty trick you could possibly imagine. I've seen innocent people prove their innocence, like de facto, like here I wasn't at this location at this time. And they're like, oh, you're, you know, we're not required to, how do we know that's accurate? You know, the prosecutor's telling them that shit. You know, some old ladies like, this isn't my house. You guys gave me a ticket for over uh, 16 inches of grass, and it's not even my house. This is where I actually live. This is my neighborhood. And they, like, still make her try to prove her case and take her to trial. This is where you live. This is what you deal with in the court system. And I've recognized that for me to really alchemize the amount of power and knowledge that I have, I have to sort of lead people out of the court system. Like, here's how you do your wealth uh, in a state and private management if you really want to be – private. And of course, I'm not a licensed this or that, but I just suggest based on what I've accumulated, what I've done myself, what I know, here's how you set yourself up to be unfuckwithable by most state agencies. That's sort of where I've transitioned to in the past few years. 
I take a case here and there. I help people with their stuff here and there. But I'm consistently seeing the noose tighten, Joseph and Corey and listeners. Mm-hmm. I see the noose of the court mm-hmm. tight. You're getting away with less and less. The lawyers are getting away with more and more. It's getting more and more criminal. The judges are being paid off easier and being bribed. It's just total – it's like a fucking racket. And most people don't understand that the Bar Association is actually run and administered by a, a, a section of the Department of Defense or was up until 1940s, and it's probably been shifted to another military organizational unit. But the Bar is a military organization. Uh, the, at least the American Bar falls under that, that uh, jurisdiction, if you will. So that's what I've been dealing with, and I'm sort of like, okay, now I just want to say, all right, fuck all this. I, I've, I've put out the knowledge. I've helped as many people as I can. I've set precedents in certain cases here and there. I've sued the shit out of Chase Bank and multinational banks and won here and there. I've taken some pretty shitty losses. I've had my own clients fuck me over and literally kill a $300,000 case because they weren't willing to do what it took to get a piece of paper signed, an affidavit. So after all that shit, I'm sort of just like, okay, I see what's happening in the world on the global scale, on the stage. It's what I've been waiting for and been preaching about, per se, for the past decade. What do I do now? I'm like, well, shit, wealth generation. Generate, 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 generate. Okay, how do I do that? Cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Bitcoin lending, buy and hodl, short-term investment, ICOs, this, this, and that, right? And then also at the same time, the practical application of showing people, okay, so now with this money I just made, I'm going to go buy a piece of raw land. I'm going to go build up some fucking earth bag or structured cement uh, super adobe buildings, which you can make fucking mansions out of. You don't have to make these dinky little roundhouses that everybody does. They're just scared, don't have enough money or materials. With the proper crew, the proper sustainable crew, which exists right now, people do these, these sustainable houses for a living as construction companies. They found the market. It's blowing up right now. So tiny house and veganism is the two popular, most popular trends that I've seen in 2008 coming up. Veganism and tiny house movement and stuff like that. So the, so my focus now is, okay, how do I generate enough money to, A, get a piece of land? I've already got a church organization that's uh, mandatorily exempt that I've set up, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set up a blockchain nation, a trust to administer that blockchain nation, which will then administer the church. We'll have this sort of area, sustainable community all over the, the world. You know, we'll pick our first locations. We'll do uh, meth, excuse me, uh, methanol production from solar panels, which is a very cool way to use carbon dioxide excess from your greenhouse, filter it through your solar panels. There's just like so many things we could go into that I'm moving into personally myself, and I don't think if I wasn't personally doing this that I would like um, morally be able to say, "Hey guys, it's time to change." You know, everything we wanted is here. Let's do this. I'm actually having to like navigate this new field, and it's it's fucking hard in some areas. So that is my overall plan is to build a blockchain nation and promote this learnedness and promote the exchange of like the mystery Gnostic texts and schools and and multidimensional consciousness stuff from like Seven Bomar and of course, you know, the updates and independent journalism from Mark Dice and Jordan Sather and Joseph yourself, you know, and other people that become these big names. I want to have a huge infrastructure of different domains and um, like construction here house building here, homeless programs here, veganism's here, growing food for the needy here, you know, reseeding the desert with uh, these types of plants and, and this amount of water here and, uh, you know, billboards that produce water on coastal areas where it takes the salt water and so on and so forth. So I've rambled on my little fucking soapbox for a little bit here, Joseph, but that is like what I am moving into right now. That's what I'm physically trying to do. So what aside from that type of stuff what would you suggest and what's your personal mission if you will going forward 
uh, if you could sort of give the listeners an overview of that. Yeah, so, I mean, my radio show is called The Ridiculous Hour, so I, I like to, my focus is always in not allowing um, society or my own beliefs to hold me back. So one of my huge dreams is to build the biggest pyramid yet to be on Earth. Um, and we have a group called Pyramid Building Time. So check this out. We've got Nassim Haramine's top two guys. Don't have him yet, but maybe soon. Whoa. We've got Dan Winter, if you know who that is. Um, the Deepak Free Energy Flanagan. guy. Yeah. Um, uh, free Energy and DNA Origins and things like that. Um, G, uh, what's it? G. Patrick Flanagan. Or Pat Flanagan, as some people know him, the the water guru. Um, And just about 20 other geniuses in this group called Pyramid Building Time. And so a lot of people have been posting different little smaller projects. But what my big vision is, is to create a huge pyramid. We have 170 acres between Houston and Dallas to do this on, if my buddy's still willing when the time is right. But um, (laughs) regardless, we'll have the property somewhere. And I want to build this pyramid out of, like, crystal dust and organite and, and have, you know, chunks of uh, different, oh you know, metals and crystals and resin so that it really, you know, amplifies the energies. And people are like, what are you going to do with it? I'm like, I'm going to do every- what can't everything. Everything. Are you kidding? Well, <laughs> well, once you got a pyramid, what can you not do in a pyramid? I mean, every night uh, of the week we're going to have that thing booked, you know? You, yeah, you put you put water, you put dirty, nasty, shitty toilet water under a properly made pyramid for a period of three months, and it turns back to clear water. You put food that oh, wow. should go moldy in a pyramid; it stays fresh for a couple months extra. If you get healing energy benefits, you can. You can also actually derive usable electricity and amplitude and power, actual workable power from these devices if you do it correctly. Uh, and that's what the Egyptians were doing with their maser. It was a uh, maser technology. Is what they're they're sending microwave beams out to the, I believe back in that day it was the Orion's Belt, but I think or I could be wrong or Cygnus. I think it was Cygnus, the bird. Mm-hmm. They were sending energy to their, uh, I guess their relatives, their friends, their teachers, whoever from that area, uh, and and also it was it was so that they could travel as well. You know, the initiates would lay down in the queen's chamber in the sarcophagus and enter. I'm reading verbatim from these uh, ancient texts. A death-like sleep whereupon the traveler would realize the ancient mysteries of the unknown and come back enlightened. And so after three days of a death-like sleep, these guys would wake up from the sarcophagus and be like, I just did this gigantic three-day DMT trip basically that was induced by the vibratory resonance frequency that's naturally maintained in this area of the pyramid. And God forbid we walk and stay in this other area of the pyramid for too long because we'll get our fucking insides will get fried because this is the part that's sending all the energy through the capstone, which is missing, mm-hmm. by the way, all the way out to the other planets. So, like, the, the, I think it's a little dangerous, Joseph, if we don't really know all the energies we're playing with. But at the same time, it's fucking exciting. Like, who can say besides you, like, hey, <laughs> we just created this huge gonna... fucking pyramid in fucking between <laughs> Houston and Dallas, well, and it's like the ninth wonder of the world. What do y'all want to do about it? Come see it. Right. And here's the <laughs> trick, right? Like, I figured out the pyramids. They use pyramids to build the pyramids. All I got to do now is figure out how to build the first one. <laughs> uh, like clearly they use uh, the energies of the pyramid to build pyramids but yeah um, right. and I get, I get that there's some things we don't know yet um, but I mean some of the minds in this group and yourself included what you just said out there will uh, will help us get there before you know the time of building and so we'll be I think we'll be safe in that regard but um, 
Yeah, I also heard if you put a pyramid, a little miniature pyramid over your razor blade, you won't have to shard. Like, it'll last, yeah. like, months longer. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it, it, promotes, it promotes molecular, you'll like this, molecular cohesion and structural integrity, which is why the pyramid shape itself is so strong. And not only because of the physical um, kinetic and gravitational forces coming in on itself in the shape, you know, like a bubble or an egg, you know, the reasoning behind how strong that is. Not only that, but because the shape itself pr creates a shape-caused wave, so you make a shape, it's strong already in physical reality, and the, the shape of that creates a wave, and that wave's properties will be different according to what type of shape you've made. So like you said, using yeah. pyramid energies to make pyramids, I think you actually just dropped a gold nugget there, Joseph. Yeah, I've yeah, never I mean, heard I that this, before. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I've never said it before. It just I, it got me thinking when you were talking <laughs> about it because it just it just makes sense, right? But I think the, the, <laughs> all that you just said about pyramids being true, like why aren't more people studying that? You know, even on a smaller yeah. scale with pyramids and looking at the crop circles, for example, and saying, "Hey, wait a second, there's some very intelligent people trying to give us some, some clues through sacred geometry." Are we listening? And most of us aren't. I'm sure you guys study crop circles, but like most people are just like completely oblivious to the fact that someone out there is trying to assist us with this sacred geometry, and we're just like, what is this? No, I think it would be nice. And then they make comments like, it sure would be nice if the EPs will come help us. Like they've been helping us for freaking ages, and we've been just in a place of receiving. Is there such thing as like an alien face palm where they're just like, oh my god, guys, oh my god, get it already? Well, people are starting AFP. to AFP, the old AFP. <laughs> we got it's oh, interesting, AFP. Joseph. You brought up, you brought up. Um, oh shit! Don't let me lose it. Come on, higher self. What was that? Crop oh, okay. Yeah. So you you basically brought up the crop circle phenomenon, and what most people don't realize is that somebody um, evolved that whole, the, the interpretation and reading and study of crop circles was evolved a million fold when they figured out, hey, these are three-dimensional geographical mm -hmm. patterns represented in 2D format. What if we CGI blow these up into three, 3D figures, and they're getting like complex molecular structures, torsion fields, and plasma generation, uh, you know, things. It's fucking crazy what they're seeing. And yeah, coming up, travel. So, so probably free energy. Yeah, go ahead. Right, right. Go ahead. Uh, well, I was just saying they probably offered yeah. free energy. Go ahead, Corey. Yeah, no, I was just. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the question was, why aren't people paying attention to it? I mean, that's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole conversation in and of itself. Uh, there's the people who become aware of it and are curious about it, and then. Uh, what did Aldous Huxley say? It was Aldous Huxley who said that uh, you know even all even the the great thinkers of society and the rationalists, if you will, and the people who are really looking to um, safeguard against some of the crazier aspects of of what um, what humanity does when they form themselves into large kind of monolithic, monolithic blocks, like ourselves, I suppose, you know, people who are always questioning the motives behind that tendency. Yeah, and, but even uh, they miss the mark sometimes. Right. Well, he was saying that, you know, the, the one thing that those types of people, or, you know, uh, us included, I guess, is that we overlook sometimes is the 
uh, amazing ability for humans for, for self-distraction. <laughs> oh, yeah. In, endless loops so, of, of self-distraction. And you, some of them you don't always even see. A, there's always something that can take you away from your goal somehow if you allow it. No matter well, how shit. righteous your goal is. Well, shit, Corey, Joseph just did an exhaustive list. I know you probably haven't seen it because it's on Facebook, but he's like, these are the things that need to be fixed now for humanity to embrace and awaken. I know I'm not saying it exactly the way you put it, Joseph, but it's the same thing. For us to really like be finally released from the stranglehold, the death grip, the choke hold that we ha- they have on our minds and our processing power, if you will, our attention spans, you're really going to have to take out a few major things. So, like, you could literally throw a dart and hit anything on his list, and we're probably going to have to fucking take it out before people start going, oh, maybe there's stuff I could spend my time researching that's better than fucking House of Cards and Dancing with the Stars, you know? And it's just, like, it's a shame we have to wait for you guys to fucking slowly shake off your sleep and come back up to an awakened state. But like Joseph said... We've done all the found work, foundational groundwork for you. We don't need to like be screaming from the rooftops anymore. Well, enough of us have done that for a while, and enough of, enough of us have realized the momentum is building. We're like, hey, guys, stop screaming from the rooftop. We're doing it this way now. You know, go way over there with that shit. And, and you know, so that you got like the Alex Jones type people there screaming, oh my god, blah blah blah, this you know, sky's <coughs> falling without providing solutions. And you can actually see a, 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 a separation in the truth movement off of those things. Yes, he's good for his connections. Yes, he's good for bringing snippets of truth in. Yes, take what's useful and discard the rest. We get that, even from your disinfo agents, because sometimes they have to mix truth and data points that are correct that help you build your arguments. But at the same time, become a rational person and then set forth the facts, and the truth will reveal itself. It will defend itself. It will express itself. And I think that's a really important point that Joseph brought up there. So thank you for that, for keeping us on balance at this stage in the game where we sort of realized our profit, our investment. We have to be very careful with what we do with it, how we spend it from now on. And so we don't waste all our gas, both physically and, uh, you know, in a, a mental manner as well. So, Joseph, if you will, just maybe enlighten us on something else that you got going on or what's on your mind or some current event shit. I know it's been, like, beaten like a dead pony, the Saudi Arabia, the Q, and the 4chan stuff. Did you see the stuff he released today? I don't know if Jordan actually got on that yet. I'm sure he's going to be releasing I, video. He'll probably, yeah, he'll probably have a video on that tonight. And, by the way, you said I'm a uh, co-host with him. I was just interviewing him for my show, so I was a host. My, he was my apologies. I, I, oh, no worries. I stand no worries. Just to make yeah, sure so, no one thought I was co-hosting with him. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, for those that don't know about it, first off, Q is a person. A lot of people are saying he. We don't know if it's a he. It's a person that, that we don't even know if it's a person, actually. It's That's something right. or someone who's posting on 4chan that is, uh, I'm pretty sure that Q stands for question, just the way everything's been laid out. And Jordan had a good point in that, what if there are no wrong answers to this? You know, like a lot of truth tellers are like, well, you have this answer for that question. I have this answer. But what if all these answers are correct? The whole point of the exercise is question everything. So yeah, all answers just, are correct. Yeah. And and really, if, if we can all come together and just use that format that Q has put together for us um, to question everything and not fight about it, but say, oh, I have this answer. Well, I have this answer. Cool. Awesome. Let's keep looking forward in both of those directions, you know, because I think that's the idea of the exercise and why it's so very, very vague, because he wants or she wants multiple, multiple answers to each question. And that's the whole point. This exercise is basically an exercise that could be called learn to question everything. 
I, I really uh, like that point of view, and I sort of want to play devil's advocate for a bit here. Sure. Um, the other side, they never do anything for one reason. They didn't do the Las Vegas shooting just for the metal detector money for Sheldon Nidal. They did it for many different reasons. They didn't just do it to cover up a, a drug-running thing gone bad. They didn't do it to cover up the Saudi financing and the helicopter pads and the escort quickly out of the building and the secret ownership of the blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like any single event, narrative, project, uh, black budget op, anything is always done for multiple different reasons. Multiple different reasons, right? And so – when you're exposing those types of things, you cannot take a narrow lens approach. You have to take a multifaceted approach. Well, if you want to not waste your time answering every single fucking ancillary question that comes up after you drop your original critical thinking pr uh, producing questions, like the, th the thing that Q is doing is she's getting the critical thinking analysis started back up. She's like unatrophying. Like the, our critical analysis for most people is atrophied. They're just reliant on even this truth movement. It's just reliant on information. Oh, I get my daily feed from Jordan Sather or Jordan Askew or Joseph Zinner or yeah. Mark Dice or Alex Jones. Okay, that's what it is. That's what it is. And they don't ever go any further. And she's she's literally number one doing what you said, Joseph. She or I didn't. I I believe it's a she. I'll just say that. I think it's I think it's somebody very close to Trump. We'll just say that. She is yeah. doing something. For, well, I'm going to use the pronoun she. She was doing something that she knew she would not have to work very hard at. She would get the maximum results from. She would touch and reach out and touch and expose the many, many different – as many different reasons for these different types of events and happenings and going-ons as she could. And how would she do that? By letting everybody else go fucking follow the crumbs in the rabbit trail. And by the way, mm -hmm. uh, Snow White – I think Snow White is a reference to the Seven Dwarfs because the CIA has named all seven of their supercomputers, well, the ones that we know about, uh, dopey, sleepy, happy, you know, like after all the Seven Dwarfs. So mm, I yeah, think something, something about that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Keep them in anyways, sleep. my whole Keep them my whole big point is I agree with you. I think that she is – she, I'm going to continue to say that. I think that she is releasing this in a way that will not only stimulate the masses – not just the unaware masses, but the critical, halfway critical thinking masses to sort of prod them into gear to start reaching out and finding all these little loose ends and trails that these guys thought they had uh, cleared up. And because it all leads back to the same structures, the same satanic P2 Freemason cults, the same black nobility Jesuit clans, the same this, they understand that all of this will lead back eventually at these rabbit holes if people follow them. And, so, and, and following each of them will root out every single bit or part of the corruption. There's so many people that are on the middle level of these satanic organizations that have been totally blackmailed and brutalized and traumatized from childbirth into it. There's also a shit ton of people that were like, yeah, I'll take the money. Yeah, I'll get fucked up the ass as a proof of you know my commitment to this yeah. profile. Yeah, I'll do this. Yeah, I'll do that. You know what I mean? So those motherfuckers will be outed for who they are, and the other ones will be outed for what was done to them and still have their consequences. I believe this is the way it is being done on purpose. I believe this is a just a beautiful way to invoke the multidimensional consciousness that is required to analyze the multidimensional fraud and trauma and genocide and horribleness that's been happening on a physical and an etheric scale for eons. Let's get real. Millions of years, that's eons. Not thousands, not that's hundreds of thousands. Point. Multiple civilizations of humanity have arisen and fallen on this planet multiple times. Uh, and, and, you know, that's, there's a natural state of, of things that have not been acknowledged by history, okay? 
So I think everything is touched, not just the chemtrails, not just the GMO, not just the public corruption, not just the pedophile rings, not just this, the hidden history. The, what the fuck is going on with Antarctica? Are there still bodies under the ice of progenitor races? Why the fuck are we just now learning that everything Stargate Atlantis was showing you about Stargate travel and humans on other planets and civilizations and a huge originator race that built Stargates? Why is that coming to light as truth in factual and scientific data that we're finding in these Antarctica revelations and so on and so on and so forth, these other things in the SSPs? Well, because that's the disclosure shit. So – I'm done again with that other, with that second soapbox. But what do you think about that, Joseph? And then anything you wanted to add, and then we'll go over to Corey, and we should be pretty close to wrapping up. Yeah. Um, so I, when I look at things like this, I always look at it from multiple perspectives, including like when I was studying 9/11, I got kind of obsessed with it. I was also studying oneness. Um, so I had to become one with Dick Cheney and George Bush, otherwise. Uh, everything I was studying on my spiritual side of my development was all talk, right? So I did a lot of exercise in that, and it's, and it's rolled over. And so what I'm seeing now is the I, I think it's important for me at least to keep focused on these folks didn't start this, okay? The, the puppets that are running the deep state right now, none of them started the deep state. This was started maybe by their great-great-great-great-grandpa, but this was not them that started it. And I'm not saying all of them are victims, because I think you had a good point. Some of them willingly jumped in. But I think a better majority of them were dragged in. And I think most of us um, have something that we're sensitive to that they could rob from our computer. or so, Even if it's just a, a naked yeah. picture of our mom or a naked picture of our girlfriend or our child that they're Everybody's threatening to put out there. And, and everybody's blackmailable. And, and I guess the point I want to make is the one thing worse than being a slave is, is being a slave and not knowing it. And the one thing worse than that is being a puppet. A puppet <laughs> is really a, not a great place to live from. Um, and so I just want to remember that as we take down these evil fuckers kind of thing, like remember that there's a lot of decent people that have been corrupted <clears throat> by this very, very evil organization that knows exactly how to twist people, how to blackmail how to use, you know, innocent things against you. And not all these people did something bad. I mean, I think maybe someone like George Bush, yeah, maybe he snorted some coke and, you know, did some stuff with some hookers and they got some pictures in college, whatever. They got him by the balls now, maybe. But some of these people, they didn't do anything wrong. They just got blackmailed because they were in a position that these people needed them. Um, and I think that's mm. sad, and I think we need to remember that when all the truth comes out and not just, you know, throw everybody under the bus. You make a good yeah, point. Don't, you make a good point. Don't become because, a lynch mob. That's right. Because exactly. then you're you're really lowering your vibration to a certain extent in certain cases. There are exceptions, like fucking Obama, like Hillary Clinton, like George H. W. Bush sure. Senior, like Kissinger, like Soros, like the France uh, Duke Ferdinand of uh, what is it? Fuck, what is that country? Basically, you wouldn't expect them to be, but they're financing a lot of the nasty, uh, satanic, evil agendas. You also bring something else, Joseph, that everybody, you said, yeah, we're going to get these evil fuckers. Why don't, why don't we just analyze real quick? When's the last time that anybody, and maybe Toth or Baba G or Jesus or Sananda or Buddha may have, have this ability, when's the last time that anybody's been able to just willy-nilly reach over and, and not only pierce the veil and see the, uh, the etheric side outside of time, outside of space, and see these controlling chimera group entities and archons that the Gnostics talked about for hundreds of thousands of years that operate outside time and play on mankind and use puppets and incarnated puppets for hundreds of thousands of years to maintain the rule on the planet. When is the last time anybody's ever at least saw them, let alone gone into that realm from a physical body and go, 
hey, you're a douche, and hit them in the face and knock them out or whatever, you know, whatever you do, you think punching Nazis or, you know, whatever the fucking cool thing is to do. Nobody. The answer is nobody. It's never happened. I've never seen anybody except for the Gnostics when they finally kicked the Archons out of their mass consciousness before they got tricked again. That's the Lemuria, follow Lemuria, Atlantis, Moo story. Um, I've never seen anybody here on present modern day times do that. So for somebody to say, oh, yeah, rah, 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 we're beating those fuckers or whatever, yes, your point comes into play. It's important. There's love. There's blackmail that happened. We need to give them some of our uh, our empathy, our love. There's also people that were willing participants. But at the end of the day, yeah. they're still the fucking puppet. So what have we really done? Well, we've really set the way and set the 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 – we kicked open the gate that's been closed for eons, basically, or hundreds of thousands of years, in my opinion. We've kicked open this gate to awareness, where the you know we're now we're biting into the apple, so to speak, again, where everybody's like, oh my god, I'm a multi-dimensional being. Oh my god, there's a fake karmic re- reincarnation cycle that the Indians call the Dharma wheel that reincarnates you on this fucking planet and uses and succubuses your energy both physically and mentally and emotionally for the rest of your fucking incarnation on this planet, which is a prison fucking planet orchestrated and run by AI software on a spiritual ethereal plasma plane by these archons and chimera groups. Holy shit. I don't want this. Do you want that? No, I don't want that. Do you want that? No, I don't. Okay, well, let's manifest this shit out of our reality. Boom. And that's why they're so intent on this war in consciousness is because if only three to four people were to wake up to their true power and be like, uh, I don't have to leave this body for thousands of years like Toth and Baba G because I'm so awakened and enlightened and full of light. Uh, oh, anything I think or manifest will instantly happen. Well, shit, fuck all this negative stuff. I want it out of here. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so that is really what we're doing is we're opening the way for the consciousness to come back and go, I'm accepting my power. I'm returning to my personal sovereignty. I am now going to address – we've already addressed the physical shit. We took down the government corruption. We did this, blah, 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 blah. I realize and I'm aware and I'm awake to the fact that a puppet must have a puppet master. I've already we've already taken down all the puppets in the uh, physical realm, and we can't find a puppet master. So logically, that states that the puppet masters were coming from outside this physical dimension, which all the esoteric secret knowledge will tell you. Even the Freemason secret texts that I've got my hands on will reference this type of stuff. And and so now when we get out, there's this hierarchy or control structure that we have to address. But the first thing is everybody has to fucking know about it, right? So that's where I think we're at. That's where I think we're going next is not only embodying or engendering the principles of love, of oneness, of wholeness, of universal balance that every other planet uh, not under dark control is able to enjoy right, and evolves naturally as a race. We have to embody that. We have to embrace that. But at the same time, we still have some fucking work to do. That's all I wanted to say about that. Heard. Yeah, I agree. There's both sides. You know, like you said, there's, there's willing participants and not willing participants in this in this game and seen and unseen forces yeah right yeah and that's why uh yeah there's there's uh there's forgiveness for example right guys real quick real quick the reason i brought that whole diatribe up was I believe, yeah. and I have on some information that I trust, I believe that George H.W. Bush, uh, Evelyn de Rothschild, and a few other key positions of power that are embodied in human meat sacks, I believe those are actual fucking entities. I believe those motherfuckers are archons hiding in plain sight. Um, you know, you look at some of these people and like, oh my god, their eyes, they're demon-possessed, they're controlled. Yeah, we get that part. But 
Yeah. Those are like little in, tiny little entities that are like, well, shit, I'm just like this little thing. I could go fuck with this unaware human in the physical body. Now, these entities, I believe, are really in, like the most evil thing you could possibly see outside the body that are then incarnated into these key positions of power. And I believe that they keep, they keep reincarnating into these same bloodlines for hundreds of thousands of years, if not millions of years so far, and just riding the line or the transfer of power from the Egyptian mystery schools to the kings of old, the Merovingian kings, to the Islamic caliphates of the day, then to the royalty, and then to the, you know, now to this Freemason movement and, and stuff like that that founded the Constitution as a bankruptcy document. We could go into all sorts of yeah. tangents. I don't want to do that. But that is why I brought it up because I believe that some of these fucking guys don't deserve forgiveness. I just got to disagree right. with the forgiveness on those exceptions. <clears throat> agree with it well, on everything I, else. No, I agree with that. And what's going to come... What's going to come to the fore, I think, is that uh, it's like the story of um, of Tahuti with the scales of Mahat. Oh, right. getting esoteric over here. Yeah, please continue. Right, so according to that uh, system, that belief system or that science... Um, each soul, upon leaving the body, there's no judgment per se. There's only a life review. And that the individual, um, based upon their reaction to their own life review, whether the scales of Mahat, whether their heart on one side is lighter than a feather on the other side, right? Um, we become the judges of ourselves based on mm. what we did in our lives. Dude, so I thank you. So I suspect... Yeah, that's great. I suspect that... Uh, I suspect that... I, I see it happening already. There's, you know, like Donna Brazil, right? Mm -hmm. she I made a over, deal. <laughs> she rolled over. So everybody's making deals, and that, and that is part of, you know, that's part of the forgiveness process. Forgive me, and we know in, in the in the in the law work. In oh God, yes, work, that'll mean asking right? forgiveness. We we say forgive instead of I apologize or I'm sorry. We say forgive me. We don't ask for forgiveness. We say forgive me, and what that means is that. We are going to take responsibility for any errors that we made. There's it really no means absolve. It, you're correct, but it really, technically, it means absolve me for my sins, please, because that judge is a absolve priest. Absolve me of my sins. Authority. And, and, to, and to my point, along the lines of the Bible, which you know I like to go into, um, we are all sinners. Everybody's got, everybody has something that is that can be worked on, that can be corrected, that's out of line. And so, you know, as to what we were talking about before, the, the lynch mob, you know, there's the, there's the risk that the lynch mob, and, and you can see it in all, uh, particularly in the revolutionary movements of the past, right, the French Revolution and all the communist revolutions uh, in the 20th century. And, um, you know, where, where the, the victim takes over from the victimizer and then just becomes the victimizer all over again because they haven't worked on their own 
They haven't worked on their own stuff. So really, it's all about but, self. Yeah. About the ahead, like when you... It's about the sanctity of the individual. And, you know, take the speck out of your own... Your, the beam out of your own eye before you take the speck out of your neighbor's eye. Yeah. And, and like when you yell at your kids... Yes. The people, the people who say, fuck y'all, fuck y'all, we don't care, right? Right? All these people are going down. All these, all, these, uh, all these people are getting rounded up, right? And when they come before judgment, and this is, you know, man's, man's judgment through some tribunal or something, when they come before judgment and say, you know, they're either going to plea out, <laughs> they're going to plea, and they're going to roll over on somebody else, who's higher and more powerful and more influential and perhaps more wicked than they are, right? But eventually, in that, uh, in that cascading that's going on now, you're going to get to people who are going to be like, fuck you. <laughs> and those are the people uh, who, are, who are unredeemable. And that's it. That's right. It, that, yeah, you can't do anything else with him. Uh, Joseph, what, yeah. were you, what were you saying real quick? I think you, you broke in real quick with something. Yeah, I mean, I was just saying it's like it reminds me of uh, when when it comes to this type of, I guess, judgment time, as you, you put it. Um, for me, it's like I need to make sure that I'm not going to be like I've caught myself in real life doing hollering at my kid to stop hollering. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so in other words... Um, Self-executing hypocrisy. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> I, I, I chase truth because of, I chase truth because of my desire for justice, and I have a desire for justice because of my love for the planet. But when I chase truth, it, it wakes me up to some very unloving things that can make me very angry and pissed and want to kill somebody and choke them out because they're yeah. putting their genitals in children, you know? like, And yeah. I have to keep focusing on you know, these these are different versions of me. And now, granted, this is my theology, but these are other aspects of me that I have to admit is a part of me. Um, even if just as a part of me as another earthling, you know, even if you don't want to get into the oneness movement, but I'm an earthling, they're an earthling, they're also affecting me because they're an earthling. I need to figure out how to make this work. And, you know, I think the one of the most powerful universal phrases is, um, what you resist persists, and like they say, there's a huge <laughs> difference between a pro-peace war rally and an anti-war rally. And I think after you know, after a legitimate school shooting, what happens? Everyone sends sorrow, pity, and remorse to the families, and they send That's hatred right. and disdain to yeah. the perpetrator. None of those are good mm. emotions to be sending around. Good, none of that's good witchcraft. That's all crap mm. witchcraft. That's all spells and, it, and cast. Yeah, not you only know, our so thoughts like, and prayers. Okay, I, I'm going to say something that will piss a lot of people off, but you know what? I, it's my opinion. You, you know, it's quite possible to hear an opinion you don't like and just move on with your life. That is a possibility, guys. But I will tell you that. <laughs> just saying. It, it just happens. Saying. I'll tell you this: that it's it's total bullshit. For it's a waste of time to send thoughts and prayers when something of that magnitude happens. First of all, it's a physical event. Yes, thoughts cause things. Yes, thoughts are things. Yes, they do manifest physical events. But you're literally trying to send a dime to a million-dollar event. You're saying, oh, 
I'm sorry for your loss, your million dollar loss. Here's a dime that barely makes it to you. And oh, I'm sorrowing and despairing along the way. So any value that you could have got, any minuscule fucking value or relief energetically, whether you knew about it, it was coming from me or not, through my thoughts and prayers, anything you could have got through that is now tainted and contradicted and countervalued by the energy that I've sent out, which is hatred for that guy, like you said, and then sorrow right. for them. And also, Joseph, another Revenge. thing I want to point out is the timing of these things is meant to be so confusing. Uh, false flag doesn't meant that mean that nobody dies, and it doesn't necessarily mean that there was overt agency action or participation from the beginning. Like in the case of this uh, Sutherland Spring Shooter, I believe he was an MK Ultra Patsy that somehow got activated at the right time. Uh, it, it, maybe they were monitoring him and say, look, he's having a domestic di dispute. Look, he's got this stuff. The, the, the factors in his life for us to show the public who we want him to be are ripe, are ripe right now. Let's activate this asset and let's do it here. And I believe that is a very distinct possibility. I have no proof. I'm only purely speculating. But what I'm not speculating on is the fact that I did a full body language analysis on uh, – the driver from Seguin, who was just at the intersection, and the citizen shooter who hopped in his car, and both of them are displaying genuine shock. You would expect them to be like crying or emotional or anything. They're like in a very neutral, like unfeeling zone, and they're describing their stuff very like matter of fact, very robotically, very correctly. It's not wavering or changing a whole bunch from what I've seen, and their body language is matching what what they're saying. And I really think that yeah. this backfired on the deep state because they were hoping to have another shooting event and then whoop-de-doo, a retired shooting firearms instructor took this fucking guy out and engaged him supposedly, right? So yeah. well, there's – yeah, I, go ahead. You've got more info on that. You're closer to that than I am. So why don't we say something about that and then we'll end the show with your plugging your, your, uh, your links and things like that and we'll go from there. Thanks, bro. Um, yeah, I mean I so – First off, I have a friend that lost. She said I could go public with this a little bit. I'm not going to be giving her name out, but Obviously. people could find it. But regardless, um, it's out already. But um, she had 10 family members pass and multiple other friends and family members that saw the shooter, knew the guy, he was in neighboring town, thought his in-laws would be there. They said if he was brainwashed, they'd have had to have done it in high school because he's been unstable and an asshole since high school. In the military, um, so, though, would be a, would be an ideal time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely possible. I'm still holding on to the fact that brainwashing to that level where you can just, like, turn a switch and have somebody turn crazy and go shooting people is not yet a reality, but I'm probably in denial on that. Um, I know there's been some scenarios where it's really fishy. Um, Do you know what scolopalamine is? Uh, yeah, I think I've... Uh, I think Daryl's told me about that actually. Small amounts of scolopalamine uh, with uh, MK Ultra induced trauma programming, which is basically raping somebody in their ass because the asshole being being forcibly traumatized or um, I forget what they call it, sodomized. Sodomy is the key to making alters, uh, and that's actually this is like I'm not just speculating. This is shit that we've we've gleaned from the MK Ultra release files, and we know that that program was way back then. What are they doing now? Uh, it's totally 100% possible to put somebody in a state where they're capable of following orders without their emotional morality compass coming online and going, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I doing this? Where did this come from? And then it, what, makes it believe, what makes me believe that was the case is that supposedly he called his father 
as he was shot and bleeding and dying in the car before he shot himself, whatever the case may be, we don't really, I, I don't really know which one that was yet. He called his he father and said, I'm shot. Yeah, he called his father and said, I'm shot. I don't think I'm going to make it, blah, 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 blah. He didn't really go, hey, I feel bad. I'm sorry. He didn't express any remorse. He didn't express any victory. Like, hey, I just killed all these people. Like you would expect a typical person doing this from mental <clears throat> illness to do or just like from this instability of their own mind, they would express either some sort of remorse, some sort of shock, some sort of something. If you look at the police report, even the guy who actually blew JFK's brain out from the gutter, not from the grassy knoll, but from the fucking gutter, the sewer opening, that guy came out and vomited at his workplace and, and was vomiting for like 10 minutes straight because of what he's done and supposedly was some hardened criminal. You know what I mean? So, and maybe there's criminals out there that just kill people wantonly and without any remorse whatsoever. But it leads me to believe that he came back in from a disassociative state. He was like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm shot. I'm dead. Like, this is only the information I can convey right now. I think I'm dying. Oh, I, d I didn't shoot anybody. You know, the reason he didn't say anything about the shooting, in my belief, in my opinion, and I know you're close to this, is because there was some sort of uh, active activation that happened. Again, I could be completely wrong. You could be dead on point with the fact that this guy was just a total douchebag from high school. There's a lot of info and facts to support that. But I do believe there was something else that was going on, and it sort of backfired on these people. And yes, the loss of life is horrible. I mean, you can't take that back. You can't. We've got technology, I'm sure, to communicate with loved ones because other planets, other species do. But here on Earth, right now, where we are right now, the the cabal is banking on the fact that people think death is the end. They think it's terminated. They think it's the end. I can never get in touch with this person again. And so not only is this central trauma happening, like you described, of the people who lost, you know, expected grievance and expected trauma and denial and all these things, but then you've got this whole shit influx of emotion from everybody else sending their thoughts and prayers and their and their shitty energy. You know what I mean? So the, the jury's out still for me. I know you've got your conclusions on that as well. I'm just going to – I'll follow you and some other sources because you seem to be pretty close to it. Because, you know, as a Texan and as just as a human being, I want to know what the fuck was, was going down. You know, how can we stop this without going – Yeah. Anyways, thanks for letting me ramble on about yeah. that. I didn't mean to take, take no, it away from you. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you're dead on with that. And I mean the the – the deal is neither one of us know, and it, if MK Ultra right. is that powerful, then I'm, I think I'm in denial. I was in denial for chemtrails for like decades, so like I just do that to myself sometimes. <laughs> They're holding congressional hearings, bro. Did when you? I know I can't do nothing about it, I'll just like say, like, say keep it out of my <laughs> field. Like I don't even want to look at that right now. Um, but at any rate, but I think this, if someone used it properly, could actually be against gun control because the dude, That's you know. Right. Came out of his exactly. house, killed the guy by shooting him in the neck, even though he was wearing Kevlar. Because we're in Texas, this guy knew how to shoot somebody in the neck. And the only reason he killed as many people as he did is because Texas has this law about no guns in churches. Any other Which event says, in Texas, uh, he'd have been killed way quicker. You know, all my you, cousin, their girls have guns in their purses. That's you know? right. Right. That's right. Right. Yeah, and you know it's so, it's only a matter of time turned. here in Texas. They've already re uh, relaxed the legislation. It used to be that you'd have to get a license, uh, security protection, force protection service to uh, to be in your church. Now they'll just let anybody with a CC, CCL or a uh, constitutional carry or a concealed carry, you can carry in a church now as security. Uh, and I think the schools switched over after all the school shootings. So we are making some progress. I know that a lot of people are against guns and this and that, but I believe okay, everybody says fight fire with fire, right? 
but make sure you're doing it in a way where you don't get burned and you can burn the other guy better. You know what I mean? So like if there's a gun that's being used um, and trying the, the issue of gun control is trying to be fomented and you know all these people are – the real-life examples are happening where these people are stopping them with guns. Well, the logic goes, okay, well, this is working, right? Why don't we make more of this? Why don't we train more of these people? And if that happens, <laughs> well, then you get to the point where it's, it's like wild, wild west – with enforcement and regulation. So it's no longer the wild, wild west that everybody's scared of where everybody had guns and you could fucking do whatever you want and you know they'd have to send a posse after you to chase you down. And once you got to the next county, you're pretty much safe and clear. If you laid low for a couple of months and then moved on to the next county, you got away with murder. You got away with pillaging a whole town. You got away with robbing a bank and stealing their gold. Shit like that happened all the time because of so many people having guns and knowing and wanting to use them for that type of shit. Today, we've got this defense protection mentality that's so tough that the majority of people owning guns either want to hunt, A, for food, or which I don't agree with, but that's their right, but B, um, they want to protect themselves. So I think that by getting more guns and, and doing that, this by using the oppressor's tools against them in a better way than the oppressor even thought to use, that we can yeah. be successful. Right, and that's you know I went all over the place to wrap it up that way, but that's that's what, what I believe there. We don't have a lot of time left, so I want to let uh, Joseph maybe drop some of his links. How can people get to you, man? How can we find your your show that you do, and what are some major things that you want people to know about, and maybe some contact links there? Sure, yeah, thanks, bro. Um, I you know the best way to find me is my YouTube channel is Joseph Zenner Z E N N E R. And we have a group on Facebook called Council of Emotional Alchemy and Molecular Science. It's CEAMS, C-E-A-M-S. And uh, people can find that group, and we do free education and, you know, free source information on all different topics. And other people like yourself, by the way, can go and post your events in there and things like that. Anything nice. like free and online education-wise, we uh, support. Well, that's um, cool. Well, yeah, and I think yeah, that's that... about it. I mean, I'm on I'm on Instagram and, and Facebook and all that, but I don't think I can take any Facebook friends. Maybe a few, but it's uh, yeah, Zener Z E N N E R. Yeah, you gotta watch and out for I wanted to mention uh, one thing about the the last close up of the thought you said there. Um, yeah, I mean, essentially, if if we don't if if people don't understand that. There's a reason they're trying to take away our guns, and that is scary. Like, what they can do once we're unarmed okay. is something that I think people are not considering. So I don't know how we get that message to them. They, they need to open their actual history books, not the bullshit history books, and learn about what's happened. Um, because I, I just don't think that the debate, it's like I get so frustrated when there's two people debating a topic and they're not even on the same topic. Yeah, yeah. Like the kneeling debate, it's two different debates. Like, y'all need to stop debating because y'all aren't even on the same topic. Dude, I, I know, left that them. one alone, bro. I could give yeah, a fuck one of them about sports. I, what I couldn't leave alone was the Me Too. I, I couldn't leave the Me Too bullshit alone. I, I mean, yeah, it was founded properly. It was founded and rooted in and genuine concerns. Yes, those concerns should be discussed. Blah, 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 blah. Yes, we need to look at this type of stuff in the military, in the prison industrial complex. And even now in Hollywood, there's this miniature, miniature secret culture of rape. There's no rape culture. There's no publicly accepted area or domain in 
United States that you can rape somebody. It just doesn't exist. So when people try to come out with the rape culture shit or the uh, white privilege or the this or that, privilege is a fucking – is a duty. A privilege is not a benefit. I don't see why people understand. A privilege is a fucking duty, okay? Uh, and, and <laughs> they're using the words wrong. And, and so this Me Too hashtag campaign was repopularized. It was started by an African-American woman who wanted to genuinely cause uh, call an issue to this – excuse me, raise the issue about this type of stuff. And it was legitimate sexual trauma. It was like legitimate sexual abuse. It, it was legitimate sexual harassment. It wasn't, oh, my God, he tried to kiss me on our first date, and that was too soon. But my slutty dress you know, was telling him something different. But I shouldn't be responsible for the way I dress on a date. Right? I shouldn't expect somebody to kiss me. He should like just fucking ask me first, you know. But at the same time, I want my man. I want my man to be strong and just take action. But no, don't kiss me. You know what I mean? This this is fucking double-minded <laughs> shit that's like ingrained in this liberalism, mental disorder, regressive shit. I'm not calling everybody out if you're liberal, but most of you guys have been caught in this fucking bullshit. And for Alyssa Milano, somebody who willfully was quiet about Harvey Weinstein until just now and other people, for her to like try to popularize, if everyone would only use the hashtag me too, maybe we could bring to light the unspoken dangers of blah, 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 whatever her fucking bullshit virtue signaling crap post was, twi- tweet, the dangers, you know, whatever the dangers was. of being human. Yeah, you know, this is such Bullshit. And now every fucking buddy who didn't even know about this other lady who organically tried to start this movie, everybody's like, oh, my God, it happened to me, too, and me, too, and me, too. And people start sharing these bullshit stories that aren't even close to sexual abuse. Look, I know I'm a man. I know I might be biased somehow, but I know what's right and I know what's wrong. I know when people want something, when they don't want something, especially if they fucking tell you no, that's a pretty fucking clear, clear indication. Like you should back the fuck off and you should maybe have not have taken that step in the first place. Maybe you should have whatever, right? I know I'm a little biased, but people know it's fucking wrong, okay? And for you to try to like paint it like an issue that's so not talked about, it's fucking talked about, guys. It really, it really fucking is. And so then you have all these. I'm getting off on a tangent, guys. I know this, but I want to make this point. You have all these people who are like putting their Me Too stories out. And I'm like, okay, I respect that. Do your thing. You know, this is trauma. I've gone through some fucking trauma before. I've been sexually humiliated. I've never been abused. Uh, you know, when I was forced to strip naked in front of the entire jail cell as punishment for not dressing out and shit like that. Crazy fucking stuff. Uh, okay, I get it. Yeah, you got trauma. You, you guys are legit. And then you have all these other LARPers. You know, that's a common term for people who are just role-playing. These LARPers are coming in with all these bullshit half-assed stories that are nowhere near the level of sexual abuse. And you've got people, like, trying to analyze. They're like, hey, wait a second. There's, like, men coming in, like, commenting. They're like, wait a second. I thought this is what y'all wanted. Like, this is what all you ladies say that you want and this and that on the first day. You want us to do this and do that, but somehow it's, like, offensive to your gender to hold the fucking door open for you now. You know, so there's, like, these little stupid fucking things that are being going back over, back and forth in my friend circle. And my friend circle is, like, factioning and splitting apart in these little fucking groups, like, attacking each other and trying to posse up and say, no, you're – but if you're defending that or if you try to analyze that, you're defending rape culture and you're blah, 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 promoting it. And I'm like, you motherfuckers have no fucking clue. You have no clue what rape culture is. You have no clue what what women and children go through in some of these other countries where this Islamic Sharia law declares that it's their right, it is their fucking duty and their right to have sex with these children and rape them. And if they rape them, it's somehow their fault and they get stoned to death. The person who is raped is fucking stoned to death for being defiled. 
and the other people are given like a goat or you know some fucking goods or something in exchange for it and you're gonna try to fucking holler at me about how i'm perpetuating rape culture by not believing your bullshit story that was only put on right now because you want to join on the fucking virtue signaling bandwagon of Alyssa milano douchebaggery you know so i caught a lot of flack offline for that but i stand by my position you know I didn't mean to again. Well, my, I'm not trying to hijack, but I, yeah. I want <laughs> you said the kneeling Just campaign. Quickly, my, me. my answer is still maybe. On, for the record, yeah. I mean, my take my take on the Me Too thing is that it got really uh, trendy. Yeah, it started out real, and then real. all of a sudden, yeah. I'm just seeing I'm just seeing Me Too, Me Too, Me Too, and no one is you know. And I know a lot of those people are like, well, Me, me Too, what? I mean, were you? You know, did someone grab your ass, or did someone give you a cat call, or you know, <laughs> were you forcibly raped under 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 duress of your life? You know, right. what, what what are we looking at here? And it just no, and, and kind of watered down and it meandered yeah. all over the place, and it was just to, it was just to grab people's attentions like this. Mimetics, man. It's the power of memetics in this in this communication age, where people can just throw some shit out there, and just grab huge swaths of people's attention uh, for whatever purposes they want. And, and I also want to bring up this point. To be mindful of. It, Corey, you fucking hit the nail on the head, bro. Thank you. That's exactly what I'm trying to mention. I would also say this: We'll go to Joseph, then we'll close out. We literally actually close out this time. <laughs> Got to get better about closing the show. Mental note. Anyways. Uh, if you've been a victim or abused with trauma, I got a little wake-up call for you while you're playing your little victim role. You're entitled to do it. You are. I can't pass my judgment on you and try to affect you. I do judge people that stay in the victim role when they know there's a different way out, and they, and, you know, I, I judge that. But if you're in the victim role, I want you to understand something. This is not your only life. This is not your only incarnation. You have surely... You have surely experienced worse traumas in your past lives than you have now. I fucking guarantee you that almost all of you have experienced horrible, worse traumas. And I also want to let you in on another secret, Miss Judgy Pants, wherever you're at. You know what I mean? Like all these people are like, you can't say anything about my experience and blah, 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 and you can't fucking blah, blah, I'm a victim. I, I, get, to, I get a free pass because I'm a victim. I'm a Judgy Pants on everybody else. You know, I see that shit constantly. I see legitimate issues, people that are doing it right. But those guys, you were the fucking perpetrator. You were the perpetrator. Their chances of you being the perpetrator in your past life are almost 100%. Otherwise, mm. why would you play, be playing the other role? Why would you be the victim mm. now? You know what I mean? So like, Damn. you're literally doing this to people that you need to learn lessons with in, in the emotional relationships that you have that have torn your life apart or were rocky in your teenage years if you had any like I did. I had horrible, abusive relationships on both ends. I'm not afraid to admit I've gotten to knock down, drag out fights with women uh, that I was close to. You know what I mean? Like getting kicked in the balls, getting choked, getting slapped in the face. You know what I mean? And like, what the fuck is going on? You know, pushing them away. I've been that person. I've stood in that horrible, nasty space before. I've said things that I didn't mean. I've said things that I knew I shouldn't have said. I've done shitty shit. And you know what? If you're listening, you've done fucking shitty shit too. I don't care who you are. You've done shitty shit. Okay? Mm. So really, being in that victim mode or being a victim about being a perpetrator in some sort of a circumstance is total bullshit. It's a dichotomy that you'll never escape. You'll keep playing each side back and forth over and over or multiple roles during each lifetime until you finally realize, oh my god, I've been doing this forever. 
I don't want to do this shit anymore. This is not important. Identity politics is not important to me. A race is not important to me because we're all possessing the same unique uh, creative abilities that manifest in different skill sets. Black people have different skill sets than white people. Fucking get over it. White people have different skill sets than Asians. But we all have the same ability inside to manifest and create anything we want using those skill sets or to learn the other skill sets and master those as well. There's nothing stopping you but your own belief and your own willingness to let some sort of perceived system or injustice or systematic injustice stop you. It's like this perceived thing. Unless you're like physically stopped from reading a book and enlightening yourself about this life or listening to this fucking podcast, then you don't count as being oppressed. Okay. Yes, I Amen. know there's other oppression. Okay? So that's my whole point. Yeah. You've been the perpetrator, not only a victim. The race and the identity and the gender politics are fucking bullshit. They're a waste of time. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. It doesn't matter the masculine oppression on this planet. You know what I mean? Like it, it just is what it is. The dark forces were like, should we use masculine or feminine energy to accomplish our goals? Well, let's see here. If we use the the feminine energy, we're just going to come back to source eventually. <laughs> Oh, okay, that went the wrong way. Let's use masculine, oppressive, fucking, you know, forcible, like, horrible things, you know? And so the masculine has really been set up for thousands of years to be portrayed as this endless perpetrator of patriarchy and oligarchy upon the female and the divine feminine. And in some cases, I regard that as true because it was chosen to be that way. You know, it was chosen as as the proper tool to be utilized to enact this shit. And now that the, the, uh, with the ascension and the awakening and where we're at right now and the fall of the Kapal and all these different things, there is no choice but us to re- for us to return to a natural balance of both feminine and masculine. So all you people who are identifying as Z and all these other things, that's your personal choice. You guys have fucking fun with that. Make something creative out of that. Like do something great and beneficial with these alternative things and lifestyles that you guys want to participate in. But don't you fucking come over here and try to tell me how to live my life, and don't you fucking tell me what I have to fucking refer to you as. Kiss my fucking ass. <laughs> refer to me as great, holy, un- undefeatable, uh, whatever, Jordan. You know, I-, I expect that you must refer to me as the great, holy, undefeatable Jordan, and if you don't, I'm going to try to lobby my Congress for a law to say that if all of you people who don't believe like me want the that are the majority, all of you people, if you don't recognize me by this and you intentionally misgender me or mispronoun me, I'm gonna fucking sue you. How about that? You guys want you really want to live in a world where anybody can do that? Fuck no, you don't. That's your answer. You don't have to answer me. You don't want to live in that world. Yes, Got it? Okay. That's my end note there. Joseph, I want to thank you in part for sparking that with the uh, take a knee mentioned comment there. Uh, let's let you close it out. And Corey, thank you for your, your time here as always. You've been excellent. We're going to have a really special show next week. We're going to let Joseph close it out if he's still with us. I know I've been rambling for a while. Are you still here? Oh, yeah. I'm still here, bro. Cool. I'm just cool. glad you said all that shit so I didn't have to. I've gotten myself in trouble since I didn't have that stuff before. So. I know. I'll and I've had to come to... So I think my comment at the end of this show is we're trying to end it anyways. Uh, my favorite comment is uh, no comment. <laughs> yeah. Well, playing it safe, I see. Good, good job. <laughs>
we don't give a fuck about our reputation. We only care about the truth and what's what's authentic and what's going to create growth. So thank you, Joseph. Oh, I have uh, one closing comment. One closing yeah, please, comment. Please. I woke please, up please. with this about a year ago. Once the last of your friend thinks you're insane, the handcuffs come off. Oh, that's it. Pierce the veil. The truth will reveal itself. We're going to leave it at that. You just powerhoused it, bro. Thank you for Joseph. And we'll see you guys next week.